All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. In our recent episodes, we've been talking about changing careers um, and taking a step into a different job um, or starting up a business. Today, I thought we would invite Chris Lowe to join us from Business Plan Writers BPW Group or Business Plan Writers Group to talk about the next step, well, the first step in a way to starting a business and what to plan for and how to sort of take that jump, but to plan before you take the jump. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to, uh, I guess, talk and help, I guess, educate people that want to take the next step. Yeah, no, it's it's an absolute pleasure because, I mean, for a living, this is what you do. You help people redefine, plan businesses, get things off the ground. Um, you know, it, it always starts with an idea. Um, it starts with a concept or, hey, um, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I wish I, I mean, this would be a great idea, you know, but most people normally don't know where to, where, I guess, how to take that first step because um, maybe they've done it before in the past and failed because they've hit a lot of roadblocks and brick walls um, or lost enthusiasm or motivation because it's just been too hard. Um, or sometimes it's something they've always wanted to do, but they've just been too scared to just do it. So I guess if we could sort of start off with that first step, I mean, if somebody has an idea and they want to do something, where do they begin? Yeah, definitely. And I agree with you what you mentioned there. It's a, a lot of people sort of have an idea, a vision. Um, they work in the industry as a worker, but not a business owner. Um, and it's taking that leap um, and understanding how to get there or how to create a business um, because there are a lot of moving cogs. It's like a big machine. Um, mm. People sometimes struggle to understand how to get that machine to work very early on. And I guess the first step, and a lot of businesses actually don't have one, and that's a business plan. And that really just outlines the core parts of your business, what it is, how you're going to add value to customers, how you're going to enter the market, how the market's trending, uh, what risks are involved, what financials are included. Basically, just an overall idea of how am I going to start this business? I might have an idea, a vision, I've got no content written around it. How do I get there? Um, and then from that, we really sort of break open your business or your idea and help you understand what services you require and how to get started. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and part of that initial process, I mean, when we talk about business plans, I mean, I remember I did one in high school um, as part of a subject, um, you know, some people may have not come across a business plan before. Um, and I know part of what you do is you help people write these plans, but can we sort of go through the, the, the stages of a business plan, um, what's involved and the different parts of it? Yeah, definitely. So I guess early on, uh, we've created a questionnaire which helps uh, clients uh, fill in information about their own business, uh, things they might not have written down on paper, but they've got in their head, things they might have actually written down, but it's in six different places in their house or in the office or really it's just collaborating all that information together to get an understanding. And I guess the business plan itself, if you were to break it down, it starts with, I guess, an overview of the business when it uh, when it started, uh, what's involved. Uh, it breaks down into your vision, mission, your values. So what values associated with the business? Um, and these are yep. things that really 
customers or clients that you're going to have in your business are going to align with. Um, you see a lot of websites with your vision, your mission, your values. And those things you read early on, you go, okay, I do align with, I guess, what their vision is for the business. Yes. How they're going to achieve it is their their mission, essentially, uh, the values that are associated with it. And if you align with those values and you're looking to obviously work with a company, you want to align with things that they've written down. Um, and then flowing from that, you've got, you've got to set goals. So there's short-term, long-term goals. And sometimes these are the hardest things for, um, I guess, owners to put down because they've got so much going on, they don't understand to put down some short-term, long-term, yes. how to achieve these. And it's people realize, like when you write a goal, it's really achieving small goals sometimes really help you sort of boost yourself. And it's that self-confidence of achieving small goals to then lead to medium to large large goals. And that's how you sort of um, promote yourself forward as a business owner. And writing these goals, there's a lot to it. So the way we work is it's called a SMART goal. So it's specific, measurable, accountable, relevant, and time-bound. So it's a breakdown of each goal is broken down into a SMART goal. And it's really understanding how you're going to apply that goal, how you're going to achieve it, and in what time frame. Um, and it's key to understand that because without understanding how you're going to achieve each goal, you're going to struggle moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that's so similar to um, it, it's like literally everything you've just said is literally what we do. Like as a financial advisor, and we put together a financial plan for someone. Because just just to backtrack a little bit to the value side, I think we talk about someone's values, like what they care about, what's important to them, and that, that's true, isn't it? Because as a business, um, your values sometimes define how you. If it, it's normally your unique selling proposition, it's it's your your way of standing out compared to other businesses. Because um, whether it's you know a cultural thing, or whether it's something to do with the environment, or, or people, um, or or it's got a social aspect to it, like it's. You're right. It's sort of, in a way, if, like if you look at a pyramid, it's sort of the top of the pyramid, isn't it? Or actually, in a way, you could say it's the bottom because it's the foundations of um, the business. Um, and then goals, hundred percent smart goals. You know, it's yeah, because a lot of businesses. Would you agree with me? They they fail because they don't have these two things. I yeah, I believe it's part of the reason. Um, having goals, it really a lot of businesses that do it well. They have meetings every couple of weeks, so. At the start of each week, they might have, I guess, a board meeting or sit down with the employees and really set goals and even creating transparency within the business for employees to know what the goals are um, so that it's, it's one unit moving forward to achieve, I guess, those goals. And without setting goals, strategies to achieve those goals, um, it's it, companies do struggle. And um, I got asked a question recently um, when I was giving um, a speech about business plans and they said, do you yourself set goals? And that's a funny question because um, very early on, I didn't actually set goals for myself and I found myself sort of not knowing where to go, what direction to head. And it was funny because we just started the business about writing plans and setting goals and achieving goals and that's how yeah. you sort of move forward. And we hadn't actually set goals ourselves. And it sounds funny, but it's actually very easy to miss as a business yeah. owner and it's key to really understanding your business and what you're achieving and how to move forward and how to create strategies from it. So Yeah, yeah, no, I agreed, agreed. Because, I mean, an example I can give is, I mean, this even relates to someone's financial situation, but, you know, as a business, if if you don't know what your goals are, you don't know if the decisions that you're going to be making align with those goals, if that makes sense. Like, for example, if someone's goal is to 
to go big and become a worldwide business, you know, shipping to, let's say it's an online business, shipping to all these different countries in the world. Um, when you initially set up your website, for example, if you don't set it up to cater for that, it may not be straight away, but if you don't set it up to cater for that later, um, assuming you can afford it, you know, you'll have to redo your website all over again at a later point, you know? So I guess it's, yeah, knowing what the big picture is and knowing what you're moving towards, I'm assuming it, it would influence decisions that you make, at least in the early stages of the business as well. Um, but I mean, you'd probably agree with that goals change all the time anyway. Yeah, definitely. They change all the time. And goals are really just putting some kind of structure around moving forward into the future. And yep. we always call it creating a business plan is like creating a roadmap to the future. You're, yep. you're finding almost like a, a pathway, partially structured, partially organic moving forward. Um, and without seeing those goals, yeah, you've got no structure. And if you think you've got no structure in a business, how is a business supposed to run really? And it's, yeah, it's just really fundamental to have goals. Um, and it might seem silly to some point to oh, always setting goals, but I guess the self-worth and the satisfaction that you get from yourself as, I guess, a business owner and your employees for achieving goals and really celebrating those small goals can create a good culture in a business as well. So it's not yeah. just really hey, goals, let's move forward, let's make money. You can create a good culture from it. Employees get satisfaction and it's really just a good unit moving forward as a business. Yeah, so. definitely. So we've got um, we've got mission slash values, goals. Once that's established, what's, what's the next step after that? I guess one thing I missed out, which is the SWOT analysis. Um, yes. A lot of companies don't do SWOT analysis and I guess it's a breakdown of your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. So your strengths and weaknesses are your internals. Um, so your internal strengths and your internal weaknesses. So it's things that are within the business. Um, so let's say a strength is, I guess, the knowledge um, of a business owner in that industry. Uh, a weakness is possibly minimal staff or minimal cash flow. You break it down into threats and um, opportunities. So an opportunity is, okay, it's a niche market. We've got um, a I guess, or we've got a large clientele base that we can approach, a threat could just be competitors. So without diving into too much information, that's a breakdown. Uh, and people think, why do you do a SWOT? But if you break it down into depth, write multiple um, sections on each one, um, then you go into how do I maximize or minimize each one? So how do you maximize your strengths? Well, you continue your knowledge, your growth, understand the market, uh, you, you, um, I guess your weaknesses, how do you minimize a weakness? Well, we go into, okay, well, let's create a plan. Who are we going to hire? What qualifications they're going to have? Um, how many years are we going to have them? Are we going to develop them? Training programs and all that falls into a business plan. And that's why you write it. I guess it's um, an in-depth look at who am I going to hire? When am I going to hire them? What is the appropriate time to hire based on company growth? And that's key to, I, I guess, I guess the flow of the business plan. No, no, that makes sense. And also, because I guess from a SWOT analysis, even if you're a simple dog grooming business working locally in your suburb, you still have threats because, for example, you might have, there might be a pet shop that's half a kilometer away, for example, um, that does dog cleaning, you know, and um, unless you identify that threat and unless you sort of analyze that threat, you, I'm assuming, would probably not be as successful as you could be. Because for example, if you find that that business is doing dog washes for a flat rate of, I don't know, I've never had a dog before, but let's just say $50 um, and you're charging 80, 
you know, in, you'll you'll sort of think about that price and think, okay, maybe I should charge a little bit less to start to try to compete with that business. Um, and if you have an opportunity, like for example, the fact that you're mobile, again, that's it's a, it's a big edge, and that that might influence you to probably charge more than that place, you know, or to give better service or or, or whatever it may be. And that's good that you mentioned that because after the SWOT actually comes competitor analysis um, okay. and that's a breakdown of who's in your area, um, who could technically, I guess, affect your business as a competitor. And that's why you research competitors, one on price, two on what are they doing right. So you go through their website or you go to their location and understand what they're doing right. What aren't they doing so well? Um, and then you create your business around that. So you understand what they're doing right. You might take some of those key elements into your own business. What aren't they doing well? They might be to a higher price or um, their location might be poor. And that's why you might go mobile, as you said. So the mobile business might be more effective than a situated one for people that maybe work long hours and can't actually get the dogs down there. So that's where the competitive analysis comes in after your SWOT yeah. and you're understanding your, your area and how you're going to sort of fit into that. Yes, yes. And does that... Um part of these stages is one of them looking at for example your target market or is that coming up so yeah target market um so the next stage is i guess within strategy so it if you were to flow it properly you'd fall into after your values you go into goals swat competitor strategies and within all that you've got your target market so the research for the target market actually comes from our market industry analysis so we actually do in-depth market industry analysis for uh, multiple all industries doesn't matter what industry you're in um, whether it's the ndis whether you're a physio whether you are in construction we give you a very in-depth look at the market industry nice Um, and that's broken down within australia even into state about how many competitors are in each state it's an overview of the overall industry swat um that's pretty cool because yeah. I always say that you don't know what you don't know. And um, yeah, I mean, you could assume that there's only three, phys- like let's say you're a physio and you've, you assume there's only two competitors. But I mean, you can, like f- for your clients, like you can you can come back to them and say, well, actually, you've, there's about 15 different competitors here. You know, there's this one here. There's, and and I, in a way, can sometimes, sometimes somebody can be a competitor without realizing they're a competitor, can't they? Like, I mean, they can be an alternative option. Definitely, they like they could be. They might not say the back to the dog groomer. They might be um, the mobile dog groomer, washing, cleaning. But then you might have a competitor that doesn't clean dogs, or like it's a pet store that sell cleaning products. Yes, um, and that's taking away part of your business. So that's also a competitor. Is what are they pricing on their products? They might not groom the dogs, wash them, but they're still a competitor in the sense that one element of your business, which is a product that you sell, um, is is that they fall into that. So it's really um, understanding that they don't have to be exactly the same as your business. There can be competitors that... Like a car wash that cleans dogs as well. Exactly right. So (laughs) In their spare time. Yeah, and it's uh, it's understanding that. And then part of our market and um, industry analysis really just helps understand the scope of competitors as well. So it's a working document. It's not, let's just write some stuff down and send it off. It's yeah. There's going to be multiple um, drafts that come out of it. And it's I'm getting understanding from you as a business owner and what you understand, then adding my knowledge and the resources I have. And it's about creating a document and growing the document from point A to point B. 
because I'm not if I'm not going to finish a document if I'm not happy with the product. And obviously, yes. you as a business owner don't want a product that's not completed or got missing information. So um, I get satisfaction out of having good completed documents, but also setting up a business owner for success as well. Um, yeah. The reason, I guess, which I should have started with at the start of this, I guess, um, podcast is my why. Um, and I come into my why is that I like helping people. I like seeing people succeed. Um, and that really motivates me. And that's why I wake up in the morning. I wake up and go, who am I going to help today? And that's really just. Yeah, well, I think we got in contact through somebody that you did help as well recently. You know, yes. And that's that's how we started talking. And um, I saw a lot of synergy in what you do and I do because what I do for clients, you do for businesses. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's it, it definitely comes through. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. With the strategy side of things, if we can um, just stay on that topic a little bit more before we move on, um, because to me, I think this is probably one of the most important parts of the whole plan because um, the, the others form the foundations, but the strategy sort of holds it all together. With target market, in what ways can someone work out who their target market is? Because, um, I mean, can they, for example, just say, oh, I want to target everyone? Um, do they, is there, I guess, is, is there a list? Is there a, should they look at their competitors to see who their competitors target? Yeah, so that, it is a good question. So it's a mixture of, I guess, different um, elements. So yeah. one, it's researching competitors, understanding who they target, um, who their target market is. Uh, you've also within the industry and market analysis, it actually breaks down based on age and groups who are most likely to buy your products or be a part of your business because the market industry analysis is the whole of Australia within your industry and it's breaking down into, okay, let's just say um, the NDIS, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Um, we work with people who are starting up companies in that sector and the target markets in that is actually broken down into age groups because I guess anyone, any age can fall under, I guess, and then the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Um, and it's broken down into zero to 14, 14 to 28, onwards up to 65 plus. And it actually breaks down into each group and how they actually fall into your business and how best and what services you provide to them. So it's really key to understand that target market. And that's where we, I guess, add value is you have an idea of how you want to target, who you want to target. But we also add industry knowledge um, to really cement your ideas with that target market. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, I, I could relate to that. Because, for example, we, uh, as a practice, we like to work with families. Um, you know, of course, we have some clients that aren't families, but we love to work with families because we see a lot of synergy in, 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 in how we work and our experience and knowledge and expertise. And it's, I guess, as anyone starting up a small business, the, yeah, it's, I mean, there's that saying, if you don't appeal to somebody, you appeal to nobody, you know? And um, I think it's really important to know exactly the type of person that you want to target is like, I'm sure you'll get other people. Like I'm sure you'll get lots of different types of, clients and customers i mean we do we, we have people referring their children their brothers sister cousin uncle aunties you know but it's by identifying that target market properly um you you sort of you're telling people hey look you know this is if you can relate to this you can relate to us so it's in a way it's sort of 
helps because it tailors your marketing, doesn't it? In a way, it tailors once you know your target market. For example, if your target market is teenagers, um, you're not going to go and put an ad in the Australian Financial Review um, unless it's money related, you know. Um, and when it comes to target market, I'm guessing marketing comes into that from a Facebook perspective for social media. Um, are you going to get into that side of things soon? Yeah, definitely. So I guess with target market, um, once you've broken it down and understand who your potential clients could be, um, and then you create, I guess, your marketing and sales pitch from that. Um, And that includes, I guess, website, all your socials. So whether it's, depends what you use, whether you use Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, there's, there's multiple avenues. And it's what's key is your socials actually drive traffic to your website. That creates, I guess, an idea of um, SEO. So SEO is your search engine optimization. How do you get noticed on Google? And it's really by driving traffic to your website. So by creating good sales and marketing strategies about targeting your market and your groups, people are going to look at it and read, oh, okay, this aligns with me. What company is it? What values do you have? What is what is the ad about? Okay, that does relate to me. And then they go from your socials to your website and that ranks you in Google, so then you become more noticeable. Um, and that's very key to um, having growth with your business and getting noticed by people. Um, and it's very recently that social media is really booming. There's always changes with social media, and it's really keeping up to date, keeping posts up, and, yeah, really sort of evolving around it. It is. in. And in, in from, from a marketing perspective, um, you know, like from, say, Facebook, again, let's say someone has a business and they want to advertise on Facebook. Um, and, and, I mean, that's a whole episode in itself. But uh, I, I, in that situation, um, I think it would be important to seek the advice of a professional or somebody at least has done it before because Definitely. it's very easy to waste a lot of money um, on that side of things. And a lot of it normally comes down to not knowing your target market, isn't it? Because it's just like, you're just like spreading all this money all over the place, hoping that it's going to land on someone that's most likely going to buy your product, you know, or be a customer. So yeah, it's key. It's, it's key having the right foundations and the right information first. Um, Because you're right. You can spend so much money doing multiple marketing strategies, multiple sales strategies, putting money into the right things like social media, but having the wrong content put there. Um, And it's, I guess, relates back to a business plan or being having the right information about the market, what the key success factors are of each industry um, and applying that to your own business. And it really just falls back to having that, I guess, in-depth plan before you really move forward and start spending money. So, um, yep. yeah, it is key. Sweet. And um, strategy, um, anything, any other parts of strategy that you wanted to talk about? Strategies. So, um, so we've got target market. Um, yeah, I guess – Without going into too much depth, it's I guess your online factor is key, which we've mentioned about your website, your socials, strategies, um, yeah. writing I guess strategies around how you can implement your service, what the product is, what pricing you're going to put on it, and then around that pricing and your product, what what you're going to have associated with it, the strategy can turn into your financial forecast, um, yeah. and that's key as well is obviously you don't know exactly what it's going to be, but working out based on dollar value, how many are going to sell based on the market, um, understanding the market and how many people are in your area, your I guess your suburbs or surrounding suburbs um, and creating, I guess, 
it's hypothetical, but it's also accurate based on product price, amount of customers. And that way you can actually take those elements, put them into a cash flow projection, profit and loss balance sheet, or adding your startup costs. And you have a better idea of how much it's actually going to cost you and when your break even is as well, because sometimes you're going to be in deficit with your money early on. Um, and there's a break even point, whether it's three months, four months in, um, and that's when your company starts turning over profit. And that sounds scary, but it's not that scary because banks, investors will still invest in your business based on the knowledge or the ideas that you provide. Um, so by providing, yes. I guess, an in-depth financial projection, a bank will look at it and go, actually, yeah, that is actually a good idea. And based on your target market, your strategies and what you've created here, we're going to invest in your business or provide a loan um, to help you get started. So it is key to understanding your strategies and linking it to um, your cash flow as well. Yes. And, and, and like, because I mean, money's the reason somebody normally starts a business. Um, it's to obviously earn an income. So yeah, I, I'd probably say that's, again, like it's, it's too hard to say what the most important part of a business plan is, because if you, if you fail in one of these areas, you could, the whole business can potentially fail. Um, but from a financial side of things, if somebody does it themselves, like I'm, I'm guessing it's a matter of working out expenses, ongoing expenses, the cost per item, how many items I expect to sell or how many services I expect to offer. And then, yeah, working out that break-even point. Okay. Um, if they engage in your services, I'm assuming you put something quite detailed together um, to give them an idea. And especially if they're having to borrow money for the business, um, something that the bank would probably want to see um, or investors would want to see if they're looking at investing into the business. Um, but um, yeah, I'd, I could definitely vouch for financials and having some sort of plan that way as well because yeah i mean i've seen successful businesses that look successful um they're busy they're off their feet but when you look at the actual financials they're not actually making any money um or they're not making enough to to for all the extra headache and effort and hours and responsibility um that the that the business owner is taking on so if you can plan these things um, it just means that you, in a way you're setting yourself up for success financially because you can have a business and you can be aware of your financial situation. Um, and again, it relates straight back to personal finances, you know, what, what I do for clients because yes. money goes in, money goes out, you know, and if there's no plan around how that's going to work or at one point you're moving forward financially, then you're sort of just treading on water. No, exactly right. And it's, it's, Definitely the financial side um, can align with your business and it's, you're creating a roadmap for them to understand um, how much money they're making and um, I guess whether they're wasting money. And it's for me, the financial side of the business plan, um, you want to have a good understanding of your assets, um, I guess you, what you're spending, that sort of thing, because you can be naive and not think about it and just start a business and go for it. But if you don't understand the fundamentals or the foundations or what you're purchasing, what you're buying, what you, all that sort of thing, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a breakdown that um, you really just need to, as a business owner, have that understanding um, moving yeah. forward. So I guess the overall message, Chris, is to if somebody, it's the old saying of if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, um, planning these things. Um, I mean. Ideally, they would seek your services um, to talk to a professional and actually be able to plan these things. But we've got mission, goals, 
um, SWOT analysis, competitor analysis, um, target market, marketing plan, which is a whole new plan in itself, and finally financial projections. Um, any any final notes that you wanted to leave our listeners with? No, I think you've covered most of it. It's really just, um, I guess, just understanding the market as well. And that's yeah. how you actually achieve an understanding of each of those sections. Sweet. And if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, uh, what would you say the best way to do that is? The best way is through the website. So we have a contact form through the website and the website is businessplanwriters.com.au and you can okay. see all the services on our website from there. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And uh, Chris, one last thing. All my episodes, I like to finish off with a dad joke. Um, so, I mean, so far, I'm on a good run so far. So it's we haven't had any fails. Well, I mean, one was almost a fail, but um, <laughs> why, why did the birthday boy wrap himself in paper? <laughs> why? Because he wanted to live in the present. <laughs> yeah, that's no, good. Okay. It's, right. it's a, that's definitely it's a dad joke. You're doing well. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like I definitely set a low expectation before I say these jokes, and then that way, just whatever I say sounds good. So, oh, yeah, it was good. Good. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Chris. Mate, appreciate it so much. Thanks for listening, Craig. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.